Yo, 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 pop a 40 and check your rollies. It's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. We've got a listener-submitted album, and right. we got a brand new release. Oh, so, snap. New shit alert! I assume we're going to keep the new release for a second? Oh, yes, of course. That's the main course. Polo G is going to have to wait. It is... Mantis Miasma and the Iceberg Theory with Miasma Theory. RC, I'm not exactly sure where to start with this one, so let's just start at the beginning, okay? Because it's it's my favorite track on the album. Mm. And, and, and I really hate to say that it goes sideways really quick. Really quick. But it does take a 90 degree turn right away with the second cut, so... <sighs> um, <laughs> we both because like we gotta talk about you know like we we don't like doing this right like no, it, it, you know it, when it's it never famous... gets better it never feels any better it never gets easier I would say Hebrew Flow the first cut is the highest rated song I've got I, it has a pretty nice beat a solid flow very relentless uh with the bars. I wrote down that it had a clunky chorus, but I thought the verses were okay. Besides that, uh, other songs that got decent ratings for me, uh, were the final cut, uh, paycheck in bi- in binary, triptych, uh, with Prince P, um, and then maybe respawn glitches and starbound are, in my opinion, the strongest cuts. With that said, though, these ad-libs gotta go. Oh, absolutely. This gave me big-time Lil B. Lil B vibes, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't understand it, because the first track didn't have any of that. And it was such a stronger cut. You hear the beat. And I'm, I'm gonna say, like, you know, this is a very low-res production, but I can't lie, like... The beat work on this album isn't too bad. It's very no, creative. It's, it's pretty like, good. Yeah, like there's it. It feels like almost every track has something interesting happening underneath it. Especially starting off with the first. You know, uh, I think it was one or two tracks where you hear like you know start off and you hear like a slow like beat, guitar being played. I think it's the first track. Yeah, and it starts off and you're saying shalom, and I was like, oh shit, all right, Jewish MC, okay, I'm with it. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, Open up the track and it's sad. And like listening to his rhymes, like the first time through it, as I'm listening to like the words he's saying, like. On paper, these, like, rhyme schemes aren't that bad. But as soon as you have to put in, like, him flowing with these words, it's just so unfocused flow-wise that, like, I, like, even with, like, taking into account lower production, because, like, I get it, that can happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everyone has the resources, but it's, like, it's just so hard to follow. Like, even on bars that I'm, like, this actually sounds kind of good, but I can't follow you because... The flow in trying to, like, you know, with a lot of rappers with, with how they flow, you know, the rhyme schemes kind of are sort of like the, the crashing points for the way, for the flow of the waves. You know what I mean? And when you're like, he's so, like, isn't giving you a very good, very good points of like hearing where those rhyme schemes are. And he's just like bowling over himself to get out all the words in the flow. Cause, it, you know, it's just so much clever shit that he's got to say. You know what I mean? That it's just like, it all comes out in the wash. And I'm like, well, I can't hear anything because you're just falling over yourself with the flow. You know what I mean? That's the problem with just about every cut on the album is that yeah. the flow is so incredibly awkward and it's hardly ever on time that it's very hard to follow. 
And, and, and there are, will be a couple of times where he will be, like, on beat in a way that's just like, hmm, okay. Like, there's a couple of later tracks. I actually do feel like later on in the album, things start to get a little better, like, flow-wise. But, like, but it'll be like the starts of verses will sound really good, and then it'll kind of mess up a little bit. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, So it's like, there's definitely, in, in, like, intentionality with what he's trying to do there, but it's just not fully delivering all the way through. And it keeps tearing you away from being able to enjoy um just anything that's kind of happening on, on a lot of these tracks um oh my god though i just gotta say this so yeah we're talking about the the, the actual songs themselves and how they kind of the unfocused flow muddles the vibes you know being able to get into the vibe of each track right <sighs> the fucking skits on this goddamn album repetitive same exact thing about fucking miasma theory that yeah. keeps coming up See? oh my god i was like stop it dude stop it like <laughs> no one wants to hear this more than once <laughs> the, the first time when it explained what miasma theory was i was like okay cool right that's actually informative it's interesting, interesting. Idea. yeah i didn't yeah. know what that actually meant so i learned something but literally, it's not like, oh, this is part of a documentary about this, and then later, like, throughout the album, there's different parts of it. Right, little clips of, yeah. It's just, you found three different people giving the exact same explanation for what Miasma Theory was, and it doesn't add any new information the second or third time. It's the same exact thing three times. I don't know why it needs to be there. It doesn't really even pad out the album that much, so it's not even there for, like, to fill time. I just don't know why they need to be there at all. If it tied into the tracks, if the tracks were actually about the plague at any point, it. but they're not. It's just, like, how badass I am kind of, like, not generic in that bad of a way, because honestly, the lyrics on this album aren't that bad. It's the fact that they're delivered in such a off-kilter, unstructured kind of way that it's hard to really pay attention to them. But they're not bad. They're like they're not corny bars. They're decent bars. It's it's just always off and it just it's distracting. Oh, yeah, aphasia track too. It's like it's not even a bad intro with the singing, but as soon as the rapping starts, it's like you can automatically hear like the falling out of time with the beat. Um but then, the, like, there's a lyric in here where he says something like, uh, parents thought I'd get buried or out in urns, uh, uh, sarcophagus rests like my apocalypse next up, cacophonous hex and an acropolis decks. It's just like, just the word blow, it, it, like, the actual words are, like, really dope. And it's like, on paper, that looks really cool, but it's just like, as soon as you're saying it, it's just like, what? What are you talking about? Acropolis? What? You know? Yeah. It's like, I really, I honestly, I didn't mind. I wasn't, like, as turned off by the skit i i i definitely rolled my eyes every time it came up because it definitely didn't need to be there my biggest issue was i was i was just face palming because there was so much promise here yeah especially yeah, with the opening track was like wow um i really don't like comparing artists but i was definitely almost even getting some fucking uh rav beneath the toxic jungle kind of vibes oh. from that opening track but but like you said rav is way too refined you know what i'm saying like and musically, it just yeah. fucking it <laughs> fell apart so fast i was yeah. i was in disbelief what's going on why is it so bad the second track maybe because of my shock 
has the lowest rating. And it doesn't it doesn't even have the obnoxious uh ad libs on yeah, see, it. I yeah. Wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't even say that's one of the bad ones, because later on when the ad libs come in, that's when it's just like, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> that comes in on Diamond Dust and just doesn't it just sticks around with you and it's just like, oh no, what's going on? It so clearly sounds like I recorded the, the, the original song vocals doing the cool voice of like, yeah, you know, the chilled out lackadaisical flow. And then I did a second track on a clearly different day where I'm in a different energy where I'm saying the ad lib. So it's like, yeah, I'm about to get that lean. Getting lean. And it's like clearly like louder and like in a different energy. It's so much louder. Yeah. Yeah. And and the tracks don't need the sweetening is the thing. Yeah. Like (laughs) normally. It just spoils what would have been a decent bar because you know it's coming. And that was the, yeah, that right. was the worst part was the waiting. The knowing <laughs> it yes. might be there. And when it does, it's just like, mm. And when you don't get it, it's like, oh. But then it hits you on like the very next bar. And it's like, right. ah, fuck, all right. Like, it's, you just don't need it is the yeah. thing. Like, honestly, if you would have got rid of the ad libs, it probably would have bumped this up like a whole extra point. Like it was so, it was so off-putting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Diamond Dust. Uh, like I actually, that was one of the ones that I uh, liked a little bit more because it at least, again, the beats. Like the way the beat started, it had this very sort of like uh, morning. Uh, y- y- there was some sort of like uh, oboes or some sort of woodwind instrument going on in the background that was like playing. That was like, oh, that's kind of a good fit. And then the first lyrics are like, "Feel the morning breeze on a ten mile walk." I was like, oh, okay. Like you know, you got the yeah. oboe playing. So I was kind of getting with it. And but then immediately, like, "Feel the morning breeze on a ten mile walk." Okay, I'm with you. Before it leaves, I'm back home scoring cheese off my socks. What? Huh? Like, that was the first two lines. You know, the sleepy board flow, and it's like, oh, I'm doing this, da 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 Nope. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. That's right. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is not, like, nothing's coming together with what he's doing here. You know? And half the time, the ad-libs are just, like, noises, like, eh. Yeah, nothing, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't need it. It's just, don't, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, if, if the whole point of this review is to give constructive criticism, knock, knock that shit off. Like, that is so obnoxious. Honestly, but beyond that, I don't have too much more to add without sounding like I'm just kind of repeating myself. But yeah. if we're, again, if we're doing constructive criticism, I feel like I need to say this just as a personal uh, person-to-person looking out for you. Hermaphrodite isn't an appropriate word to use anymore. It's on rumors. The correct term is like intersex. If you even feel it necessary to even... Yeah, I think it's a pretty outdated word just in general, yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's extremely outdated. For an album to have come out of January of this year, I had to double check. I was like, when did this come out? 2021? Yeah, there's no excusing anyone saying that. It's a very outdated term and I think looked at as derogatory. I don't want to speak for everybody, but there's a reason why we don't hear it anymore. (laughs) For sure. Um, But outside of that, I got A2. Uh, let me see. Wait, is there anything you really... Yeah. What more can I say? <laughs> <laughs> what else uh, is there to say? Yeah, I got a one and a half. Moving on from there, we got to move on to the... The Hall of Fame! <laughs> Polo G Hall of Fame. Marcy, title. <laughs> Arcee, I, I, I only got one thing to ask. Um... 
because this was a this was a you suggestion, and I'm not putting blame on you or, any, or anything. Not pointing any fingers. I'm only asking because I wouldn't have considered this for the show. Like, if I was just looking through the the new releases and I saw Polo G Hall of Fame, I'd be like, yeah, I didn't see anything. Jack Harlow, very close number two. I mm-hmm. gotta give Polo G that number one yeah, spot. Yeah, I- Jumped out to me. So my question to you is, why did you want to bring Polo G Hall of Fame to the show this week? Any particular reason? Because I distinctly remember last year him being like the best person at the Double XL Freestyles. So I was like, look, let me not sleep on the dude. You know what I'm saying? Let me not go, oh yeah, that was the best and I can, you know, call dudes the best when, when, uh, when, you know, we're talking about the topic, but then when it comes to actually like talking about a possibly good artist, you know, promoting some stuff, I'm just kind of going like, ah, you know, it doesn't have the huge and single, so I'm just never mind. No, you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, let's give it some love. You know what I'm saying? Give it, give it him a fair shake. He, he's one of these guys that I feel like is doing, uh, you know, the emo rap thing, which is kind of, uh, the modern sound right now, but, Bring in a, a bit more um, just intricacy of lyricism to it in a way that I feel like a lot of people are not doing. So, you know, I want to give respect to be like, hey, man, you know, here's an artist doing their thing. And, you know, maybe it's not exactly what the top 40 radio is going to allow. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he's still being real. So I want to give that a shot. Yeah, I feel like we've done this before. And again, I'm not trying to. <laughs> Who was it? Who was it? <laughs> Trippy Red. Oh my god, it was, well, he didn't have, like, a great freestyle, but I think it was, like, a thing where I was, like... He stood out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just gotta stop relying on Double XL. <laughs> yeah, I remember that being another one where you were, like, hey, new trippy red, and I was, like, whatever the fuck you say, okay, <laughs> whatever, that's fine. I, I don't feel like arguing, it's, I don't feel one way or another on this. <laughs> Let's just see Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, I just went ahead with it, and with... No type of expectation, because I didn't remember that freestyle exactly. <laughs> um, I think this album definitely has some strong-as-fuck tracks. Yeah. My favorites, going in order of uh, rating, the strongest cut in my opinion, which, by the way, I think we should preface this by saying that there are 20 oh, tracks. Oh, man, 20 tracks. But, I will give him this, I think there's only one, and it's the last one, that's like over three minutes. I think all of them are like yeah. two minutes and change. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it does kind of fly by. It's right. a weird experience, but the last track, speaking of it, is my favorite highest rated cut oh, on the yeah. album, Bloody I, Canvas. I see that for sure. Um, also, high, highly rated uh, Clueless, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Pop Smoke and oh, Fimo Foreign. The Inimitable. Oh. Uh, fame and Riches with Roddy Rich. I've also got Boom. I've also got Gang Gang with Lil Wayne. Epidemic. And the opening track, Painting Pictures. Uh-huh. Just about everything else, in my opinion, is kind of middle of the road yeah, to meh. Totally mid, man. I And I couldn't... Yeah. I, I was so like... And, and it was a thing where it was just like... Uh, as I was listening, it was like track one. Uh, I enjoyed track one. Great intro, you know, talking about his experience. 
a lot of slow plucked guitars throughout this album that uh th this first song prefaces um but uh you know it, it at least like first track you know i'm feeling good i'm getting your story you know he has that one literally like i say fuck the opposite but deep down we all we really all are like since the elementary our elders gave us small advice you know uh like saying like real shit that at least makes you think for a second you know what i'm saying was real to him the whole time he was sharpening his knife he put it in my back for racks ain't no his heart had a price Everything done in the dark, gun come to the light. Trying to choose your thoughts over your feelings, that's the hardest fight. I was like, mmm. Yeah, Polo G is like, he's a fucking lyricist. He's got shit to say. Yeah, for sure. There is definitely a feeling of like, you know, doing one for the people and one for me with a lot of these tracks. With, like, yeah, like, first track, it was awesome. Second track is Rap Star. Clearly the single that they were trying to push, and it's totally mid. Third track, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That is like, again... Kind of like the last album was like, oh, there was so much promise with that first cut. And then it was like, wow, this is just meh bars and yeah. the choruses, eh, like all of it is just like, mm. the beat yeah. was okay, but everything else was just kind of, eh. And, and then, uh, 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 No Return. I, I enjoyed the, the swinging cello in the mix. You know, the lyricism of uh, the fucking hook where he's like, roaches in the crib, mama on drugs, can't let it go back to the way it was. Like, I'm feeling you on this shit. And then, like, I the, did like the guest vocalist doing the chorus. Yeah. Uh, kid, Kid Leroy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did like, I did like them on the cut. And then, then Toxic, though. Yeah, mid as shit. Like, this opening verse <laughs> rushed whack bars. Oh my lord. And this opening line is destined for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> the titular right? Hall of Fame. Oh, yes. <laughs> Baby, I'm a soldier. You won't find nobody solider. Mm-hmm. Because, you see, the words look the same. Let him set it up. Oh. <laughs> uh, Love the bitch so much, I caught her cheating. Would a shot at her. <sighs> Fuck broken hearts. Keep stuffing all these hundreds till my pockets hurt. I just go by morals. I don't care about who more popular. Weird to bring up morals at that point, but <laughs> heard his hoe went missing. She went. She with gang like we adopted her. Got a low key freak. I save her pics, but I don't follow her. Little cap. He got heat type of heat that break thermometers. Way far from my peak and where I started took a lot of work. No, no. Th this this opening verse is like by far the worst chunk of the album, and it's funny how the second verse starts. A little white boy from the burbs got nerve to tell me I ain't going hard enough. <laughs> like he really ever had it hard enough. Like bitch, don't get me started up. I look. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, as someone who might get that criticism, right? Uh, right. <laughs> I am no, I've never, and I won't say, that this dude is not going hard enough. That is not my critique. <laughs> my <laughs> critique, though, is that, is that these bars enough. are shit. With hard enough, that's the critique. <laughs> you, went, you, you went plenty hard, okay? <laughs> like, there's even a song later on where I would say, might have gone a little too hard. Yeah. <laughs> on fucking GNF. Oh my lord! I, okay, I okay, say, okay. That's one of my favorite tracks. Just because is it? Yeah, honestly, because there's so much emotion that isn't on a lot of the rest of this album. GNF. I almost DNF. <laughs> uh, get it? Did not. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> 
you said you enjoyed Gang Gang. I also thought that was a bit of mid, man. I, I um, it's probably closer to mid, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I thought Wayne was okay. Right, he but was okay. But I wasn't a big fan of Polo's verse. Like he had a good, he had good energy with what he was saying, yeah. and I think mm-hmm. that 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 made it for. But like the way he started his verse was just like, oh, uh, let the work thaw out for fourteen days. That's quarantine, uh. And I was like, what? Fourteen days? We've been in quarantine for months. That's not nearly in a. Why would you bring it's that up? It's the two weeks that they originally <laughs> recommended. Oh damn! Yeah, we're way past that. How, okay, how much longer? Are we going to, oh my to Lord, deal fu- with COVID bars? Dude, like, I can't take it. I can't take it. And because least, I think even on this album, he's like bringing up social distancing. At least two times he brought up, because it was on this track that brought up quarantine. I think on the last uh-huh. track, it was just like, oh, did something, something like it's quarantine. And it's like, dude, you Let know, me you forget. I heard that. Like, you Let had- me forget, Polo G. <laughs> Why can't this be an escape? And these bars, like, aren't worth it, you know? It's no, not like, oh, not. that was so dope. Oh, I see what you did there. It's just kind of like a... <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, God. Um, th- there's got to be a level beneath Columbine of like, you know, <laughs> referencing a thing that's relevant. But it's like it's not giving me the oh no, it's feeling. It's giving me the <sighs> feeling. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, very, very clever. We're all going through it, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, because it's a, because we're not through the weeds yet. Yeah, we're still in it. Like. Come on! And the song, the song uh, specifically for that, where he actually doesn't mention it, is called "Epidemic," and it's just like, oh yeah. And you'd actually think it would be some sort of reference there, but it isn't. <laughs> it's just kind of there, just to be like, eh, eh, epidemic. You get what I'm, you get what's going on here with the reference. I was side eyeing <laughs> it. I, I was expecting it. Yeah, I almost, I almost slightly disappointed that it didn't happen because, like, at least there would be some justification for a song in 2021 called Epidemic. Like, you gotta know when you call it that, like, people are, like, what? <laughs> Why? Why'd you call it that? Like, even if it's just, oh, I'm so sick. Like, like at least play it up, <laughs> you know? Like... Um, I, I thought Boom was the adequate amount of intensity that yeah, I needed from him. it was a hyper hook, him. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but only two minutes, G and F though. was almost not convincing for me. See, that's what it was. Like, it, it, like Boom was hyper and shit. But I, especially on the hook, it felt like it just like had it so much. That I was like, okay, I'm riding with you regardless because like I feel the energy on that track. That's what it was for me. Mm, um, okay. and, and I think the ad libs on that one really helped it out because it sounded like there's a thing of like you know rap today. Sure, there's the lazy like a days ago. Uh, yeah, you know, but there's also the other side where it's like the rapper sounds like too energized where he's like almost getting off the beat, but it's like motherfucker, this ain't a fucking rap track. I'm really gonna stab you in the heart, nigga. <laughs> like you know, like you hear that every now and then. It's like oh yeah, yeah, I don't give a fuck. But it's like this ain't no, I ain't playing on these beats, nigga. This game playing the shit on, and you'll hear like it's just like a certain energy that just gets like so full that you're like. Holy shit, like, dude, calm down. Like, it's just a song. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it's like, you feel that energy, you know? Like, you're picturing the, the, the producer's face on the <laughs> other side of the glass. <laughs> like, he's gonna come through and kill me. <laughs> like, I gotta like, get out of here. Like, it actually sounds like he's waving his gun, like, oh, fuck, you think these tracks is a fucking joke? I ain't fucking playing with you. <laughs> and he's like, waving his gun. Yeah, what was that one? Uh, I think it might have been a Vine video. It was like the music video, uh, uh, from the, the, from the camera's perspective and showing all the rappers waving the guns and shit. And it's like, the music video from the rapper's perspective and it's showing like this like afraid white uh, dude camera guy <laughs> and it's just like, uh, <laughs> like please, please don't let these guns go off <laughs> you 
know? And so, like, I could at least, like, appreciate it. Like, oh, you got me to feel, like, the intensity of that emotion. Yeah. Um, but the problem... And, and I am actually okay. Like, I'm okay with emo rap, too, right? On the level of, like... Oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you're feeling languorous and, and feeling like, you know, you got to be in your emotions and be super sad because you got to talk about some real shit that's happening. I can get with that and I can rock with that. But the problem is, so much of this feels so samey. I think it's, like, by, like, track seven or eight where yeah. you start to hear the exact same timbre of guitar with the... This is like, okay, I get it. This is what serious rap music sounds like now. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, all right. <laughs> there are a good bit of cuts on here that I don't even have notes for because they were so whatever. Like, they just kind of went by. Like, songs like uh, Black Hearted, Broken Guitars, yeah. I don't have anything written down for Yeah, those. I legit wrote, I legit wrote, what's the difference from this than the last track? They both opened exactly yeah. the same with the, like, plunking guitar pattern, you know what I mean? And the only <laughs> thing I have written down for Heart of a Giant with Rod Wave is not a fan of this singing rap. Like, mm. this this rap singing, which comes up a few times in the second half. And I'm never yeah. wild about it, nor am I crazy about the wannabe other uh, single here, Party Life with Baby. Oh, now, that one was one where I was like, again, it was just like, uh, the, it's, I got the exact same energy as, uh, what was the first single? Uh, uh, rap got, Star. Yeah, Cop the BMW, but then when the baby came in, I actually yeah. was just like, oh, oh wait a minute, what, uh, what, what's happening? The <laughs> baby brought that shit to life. That yeah. song would have been a complete miss if yeah. it wasn't for the baby. The baby fucking saved that one. Yeah, when he said that, uh, shoot a nigga on stage, I'll take a show into a shit show, nigga. I was like, oh, oh god. <laughs> the song's called Party Life, the baby. Read the room. That's what I'm saying. It's supposed to be the party joint. What like, are you doing? Okay, like, reel it in. It's party life. And Polo G sounds bored, and the baby <laughs> does not feel like partying. <laughs> Neither person is enjoying being at this party. Right. One person just wants to go home, the other one's angry about it. Yeah, and might ruin the party, actually. It sounds he, like he is trying to shoot some shit up. <laughs> he's gonna liven things up one way or another. <laughs> Indeed. I wasn't a huge fan of losses with Young Thug. Although I did think Young Thug also had a pretty okay yes. verse. It was the another, song was just kind of there, though. It was another moment where it was just like, yeah, Polo G is there. And, you know, he does mm. he, he he satisfies the bass requirements. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like he's wack. Yep. It's just kind of like, all right. But then, yeah, you feel the energy coming to Young Thug's verse. Um, even though, if, again, if I feel like I've had this exact same thing before where it's just like the, the start of the verse is just like, ooh, there's something different. This is a different energy. But then by the time you get to about the middle of the verse, it's like, ah, but it's still Young Thug saying the same stuff he normally does. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like when it starts off, like it a straight up has like a different energy when his verse starts. And like, and I think the production helps too because it's like, it feels like something different happens under the production. You hear like some fucking, uh, sound like, like a cello or something like that, like start to like mm. sweep underneath him so much. Like it just adds this gravitas to his uh, to his voice, and I think his part of the hook is also the best part too. I remember having that feeling because um, mm. I think he does the hook on he, yeah. Uh, Polo G does the hook on the first part, and then Young Thug comes in the second part, and it kind of felt like a, oh, is he starting his verse? And I was like, oh shit, okay, I've got to rock with this. And I was like, oh, that's just this half of the hook, and I was just like, ah, oh, damn, damn, he's showing up, Polo G, the guy that I would definitely tell you is the better lyricist between these two, but like I. I'm not lying, like, I more feel like listening to a Young Thug album right now at this mm. juncture. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I can't even believe that, because I know we've listened to a Young Thug album before, and I know it's like, 
it, it dips in quantity real quick, but at least there's like some energy, some different going on, you know what I'm saying? By the time we yeah. get to Broken Guitars, it's almost a parody of itself. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, electric guitar going on in there, but it barely does anything. It's mostly the same, you know, slow acoustic guitar. But it's so funny that it's a broken guitar. like it's going to be something, you know, like it's going to be some sort of uh, genre breaking thing that he's going to do. You know what I mean? But it's just like, uh, no. You're almost expecting like a Denzel Curry right kind of cut almost. I was thinking I was giving I was going in with too much expectation. We're not going to get that kind of energy. We're not yeah. going to get Denzel on this. Um speaking of another miss, I thought uh wasn't a fan of the Lovey Dovey Oh, another fucking single. Get uh, that so real. Off of here. Didn't I, need that. Uh, uh, as soon as I heard the guitars on this one, yep. I went, Ugh. <laughs> the, the only note I have written down here is, uh oh. Right? Uh-oh. After all these songs with verses, by the way, like, you know, Polo G is mainly known for, like, he's telling you, like, real street gutter stories. You don't right. really get that on a lot of this album, unfortunately. Like, it starts and ends with that, I think, like, with the yeah. first track and last track. But mostly it's like, oh, I'm rich now and I got money, but I'll still fucking go up. But it's, like, not really going in depth in the situation like you kind of hear him do before, you know? It's awesome when he does it, but he just doesn't right. do it nearly enough. Yeah, and and then, like... You know, it goes to my other complaint, which is like, you know, a lot of the verses that are just kind of like meandering, they'll just be like, uh, gangster shit, and then some shit about how this bitch is cold-hearted and cheated on me, and, uh, you know, like, it'll just be like, so, like, oh, I'm gangster shit, and, and bitch, why'd you cheat on me? Like, it'll just be like something like that, like, that's all it'll ever be. And the lyric is like, I'm so sick of farewells and RIPs in the trenches yelling, gang, gang, mob ties when I bleed. Oh, okay, this is gonna be about gang shit, that's what this is about, right? Gang shit. Once you gave my pussy up, it's over with. Miss who you used to be, because that's the one I was closer with. Uh, oh. Oh, so it's not about gang shit, it's about this girl? Okay, okay. Independent, her hair down, and she feeling grown. Trying to correct her flaws, she filled with silicone. And she ain't all innocent, she did a nigga wrong. I got a playlist for your heart, girl. Pick a song. Oh, it's about, oh, is this about the real? But the hook is, I'm so sick of farewells and R.I.P.'s in the trenches yelling gang, gang, ties when I bleed. It's like, um, wait, but I thought you were broken up. But now it's about the gang Like, it's just so, like clearly not focused on what he's talking about especially relative to what he goes like right next to next and then yeah you, you fucking uh, at these fucking uh, bars like oh girl you were filled with silicone that's why i didn't like you a fucking miss of a guest verse from nikki oh lord what was that what a waste what, what a, a waste, waste. <laughs> you, you said uh, again <laughs> another Wants to be a hit radio single of so course. bad, not gonna fucking happen. Oh, it's got the little fucking, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? The little steel drums, you know what I'm it's saying? It's got the tropical beat. <laughs> right, yeah. trying to do the hop like, house. <laughs> and you know, I was alright with it. I kind of dug the beat. I thought it was fun yeah, and a nice change bad. of pace. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But it really doesn't fit on this album, and it doesn't fit with Polo G. Right. If, if there was a better, like, not even a better rapper, but, like, a better vibe that someone was creating to go with the song that felt more genuine, like, that really did felt like, hey, I'm going out with my girl on the town. Like, that would feel legit. But, like, yeah, it so doesn't ring hollow. And I would even say, like, Polo G's not even really as much the problem here, because actually, later on in his verse, it does feel like he is saying stuff that's more, like you know, uh, uh, more intricate. Like, where he says, like, you know, where I'm from, happy endings are unusual. If looks could kill, mm. they'd be crying at my funeral. Even when you're mad, girl, you're still so beautiful. Like, oh, I can see that charming a girl. Like, fuck, you know what yeah. I mean? 
But when you, at the start of Mickey's verse, you said you'd never make me cry. That's right before you made me cry. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Why do people think this is clever? And it's not even like a different context of like, oh, but that's a different context of the word. Oh, that word, th this word's def differently spelled. So, you know, maybe it sounds the same. No, it's just, you said you'd never make me cry. That's right before you made me cry. And it's like, I, I get it. Like, oh, you said you wouldn't do that, but, then, but you still rhymed cry with cry, bro. You... <laughs> I, I know they're not going to find us because they're, they don't care about this album. So I'm not too worried about the barbs here. <laughs> but since we reviewed Queen, however long ago that was, mm. it feels like every few months, Nikki will trend on Twitter for either a guest verse mm. or something, m m maybe teasing a new single or something. Has Nikki put out anything of quality since Queen, or has it all just been a steady decline since then? I could have swore she said she was retiring, and she was going to like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have my, you know, kid be off and fuck the industry oh. anyway. And I was like, all right, sure, like, fine. But then these verses keep coming out, I was like, dude, are you trying to Jay-Z this shit? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking phoning it in exactly like Jay-Z. Open the fucking phone. <laughs> uh, I'm just on vacation for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all that's all retiring means in rap slang the one lyric at the end remember when she like randomly sings she's like singing lyrics that are like just slightly too deep for everything that was going on before like you know uh told my bitch pick me up in the morning gone i'll be this is her saying that by the way told my bitch pick me up in the morning gone i'll be gone i'll be gone this is toxic, don't act like it's normal. This is toxic, don't act like it's normal. That's how the song ends, with like the definitive statement. This is toxic, don't act like it's normal. I was like, was that what the song was? Like, was that the 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 feel of the song? It was about a troubled, like, I didn't get that at all. It, it, I was getting fun, free island vibes. Like, I yeah. just don't understand the song. And then, The like, tone just, was all over the place. And just the idea of like, her ending it like that, again, like, these weren't lyrics that came up in any other part of the song, you know what I mean? Um, but this saying, this is toxic, don't act like it's normal, it brought me back, there was another song earlier called Toxic that I thought, it felt like this would have been the hook for, you know what I mean? But I don't think that song was about anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here like, would it have fit better on that one? I don't know. I just don't think we needed it at all. Yeah, it, it's just, uh, and I'm trying to look, see what, what else was that? Oh, Zooted Freestyle. That was the one. Oh, yeah. So all these tracks are short, right? But this one especially pissed me off, because I actually think, like, the lyrics weren't too bad at, at a certain point, and it was kind of, like, flowing on some shit, um, and, and then it just fades out. You've had enough! Like... Like, he's just rapping. And it's not like he says anything in particular that's, like, jarring. Like, oh, shit, that, that would be, like, the point. It's just kind of slow. And he's on his, like, typical la lackadaisical rap and shit. So it's not like there's a specific thing. You know, it's not like, like, fucking Ghostface Killer on that Wu-Tang album. You know, Ghostface Killer, he's so hype and high energy. He's rapping his ass off. And, you know, you get the feeling like, oh, hey, we got to stop the track and fade him out. Because, you know, he'll go on forever with these incredible bars. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, with this, it just kind of sounds like, it sounds like the engineer got bored. And, like, maybe accidentally, like, cut off the recording or something. It's, it's basically like the producer just going... It just kind of goes on like this. Uh, you get the idea, et cetera, you get et cetera. The <laughs> you get it. <laughs> oh my lord! 
that's what it feels like though when you hear this track. Like, oh, okay. I, I mean, I guess if you don't care, then I don't care. <laughs> If you don't care, if we don't, don't care. care. <laughs> and this one lyric on here, <laughs> it sounded like he was going to say something cool. Uh, He says like, uh, yeah, bitch, you know how we rock. Fuck with the gang, you'll get brutalized. That's basically the summation of the album. He was. It sounded like he was going to say something cool. He didn't. It's always especially disappointing when you're just like, and it's not like, you know, I was like, oh my god, this is my favorite artist I'm writing for, whatever. It's just kind of like, oh, I heard Promise from the guy. I don't want to let it go by. You know, let's give it a chance. And then just like, oh, you so clearly are trying to do like the, you know, watering down your stuff to get the more mainstream. Appeal. Like, that is so just what I feel as I listen to this, you know. There's a lot of filler on here that yeah. definitely is just could have absolutely been cut. There are some really strong cuts on here. Mm-hmm. And if it were just them. Like, yep. just the ones where you're telling an interesting story, or... I know this is his big coming out party, because you got all the fucking big gets on there. You got Lil Wayne, right. you got Nicki, you got Roddy Rich, you got the baby, you got Young Thug. Oh, it's star-studded. Sure. Star-studded Pop Smoke. You know, they're on, like, almost every other cut. You've got some fucking big names, yeah, especially big on the second names. half. Yeah, exactly. But, like... I don't know. Yeah. Like Clueless is a strong cut, but Pop G is barely is uh, but Polo G is barely even on it. Yeah, exactly. That's more. It's of a almost pop smoke it's almost cut. Pop Smoke yeah. and Fit and, and Fabio. Like Polo's barely like nowhere to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and Bloody Canvas is, I guess, if we're doing like bookends, like the paint yeah. theme. Although I guess, like, is the album called Hall of Fame because of the features? I I don't I, like. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get what that has to do with anything. Like, this doesn't feel like it's going for an anthemic, epic sort of thing with this album. And, you know, like I said, like, the last track, it, I feel like it's great. And it does what I feel like I was supposed to be here for. Like, the gritty fucking street poetry shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that was what I was here Um, Even then, though, like, there'll be one or two lyrics with shit that he'll, like, he said before. Like, the thing about, like... Uh, you know, white shirts turn burgundy. Like I can swear he already said that in like one or two tracks already. You know what I mean? Which is like, I, I guess it's a motif, but it just feels like it's not like creative enough of one to be like, oh, that's what he says. That just feels like didn't he already say that? You know, like <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. Anytime making a like a uh, uh, a play on words or punchline like that, like a, a calling card, just feels kind of like. I want to say lazy, but it just kind of feels like, well, I already heard that, and I, I thought it was great at the first time, but now you're just saying it again, you know? Um, yeah. And then I think it's like, it was weird, the very first, uh, the first part of the bloody uh, canvas track, because I think there's someone who's a producer who decides to put their uh, little produ- production card on it, and, um, you know, so you hear him at the beginning, it's like, uh, the world is burning down, never had no help from anyone, and then you hear their card in the background, and I didn't hear it the first time, but I looked up the genius lyrics, and it just, like, messed with me, because it's like, this song is about how, like, oh man, this dude, you know, it's a street story about this dude who's fucking dudes up after one of his homies got killed, and the way this, this uh, the, the song starts is, like, the world is burning down, never had no help from anyone, and you hear, hear the producer thing in the background, I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> And it's like, what? Like, it's actually a recording oh. of from the movie Harry Potter. The producer's track thing, his oh. calling card, is a thing of Harry Potter, young Harry Potter, saying, I'm Harry Potter. It's like, oh, you've got you to gotta know how weird that sounds. And a song that's been like, I'm about to kill all you motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm Harry Potter. 
this is his fucking Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. He wishing for a burn. <laughs> Kill everybody walking. Anybody remember that? Huh? Designer? Does that just sound like uh, uh, gibberish to y'all? Um, overall, I walked away with a three and a half. I gave it a three. But that about covers it for this week's episode of Going Off. Thank you very much for spending your time with us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you could be anywhere. You could be listening to anything right now, but you chose to go off with us, and that definitely means a lot to us. Uh, if you got some extra time and you want to maybe brush up on some old episodes you might not have heard, you can check out our backlog because all of our old episodes are on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. You can find them all there. Um, if there's an album that you would like to hear us talk about, uh, maybe it's one you recorded yourself, like we talked about on uh, earlier on the show. Head on over to our Kofi, that is uh, ko-fi.com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. And we've also got all of our other socials listed in the description, like our uh, Twitters, our YouTubes. Uh, the Riffcom's Fan House link is in there, so you could uh, always find out what we're up to and find the best way that works for you to support us. Then you got, you know, uh, your boys, uh, Twitch, uh, Rap Critics Twitch, you know what I'm saying, where I'll be doing my streams, uh, billboard stuff. Uh, but I also do, um, I also do, I just recently did a sample show, and I also like doing stuff like, uh, I've been going through uh, our podcast, and I, I think I did a show where I listened through the first uh, 20 episodes and kind of picked out, like, my favorite songs from the albums we reviewed, so I'm kind of doing that as a... As a fun little Twitch stream thing now, so yeah, definitely fuck with me on the stri- on uh, on twitch.tv slash rap critical, uh, and also uh, the rap critic Patreon. I've consolidated things, so the reviewer new uh, podcast. I'm posting all the exclusive episodes on the rap critic Patreon now, so you can uh, for a five dollar pledge, uh, you can now get all those exclusive episodes now on the rap critic Patreon instead of on the uh, review new Patreon because I did a vote and people wanted. Uh, like the idea of me merging it and you know giving all the good all the good stuff that I do in one place. So yeah, that's what it is. Get with it, act like you want it. If you want to uh, be one of those people getting all that exclusive content that I'm going to be uploading uh, to the RC Patreon. So you know, get with it, act like you want it, and also join for the you know Rap Critic Discord because you know fans come together and talk about lots of stuff. You know, come together, meet and talk about White Brotherhood. No, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, quoting Chappelle Show skit. <laughs> <laughs> and the way our fan house works it is a five dollar monthly pledge or you uh save ten percent if you sign up for a three month uh subscription with that we got new episodes that go on youtube for everybody else on friday you get to watch them on fan house uh i've been having them up on monday it might be like monday or tuesday just give myself that day of uh mm leeway I feel that. but i've been doing pretty good having them up on monday so that's almost a week in advance look at that uh, you get your name in the credits of upcoming episodes you get old archived videos that you can't find anywhere else whole bunch of exclusive content we got some behind the scenes stuff some footage uh we filmed before the episode actually starts kind of just hanging and just trying to like get our groove and just the joking that doesn't really make it in the episode there's a whole bunch of stuff you can find on there. It's, uh, like, again, only $5 a month. We've already got a few people on there uh, taking advantage of that three-month subscription, so I highly recommend that because you're not going to want to miss uh, the stuff we're going to be posting. There's a ton of backlog that I'm going to be posting over time, so you definitely don't want to miss those episodes, so you want to stay subbed. 
as long as you can, obviously. I'm not going to force y'all, but um, definitely a whole lot of content on there worth worth your time and money. No, I'm forcing you. I'm, I'm taking the food out of your okay. child's mouth. To, <laughs> to, <be> a, <laughs> to no. support my page, to support my fan house. <laughs> I earned this. <laughs> your, child, your child's been nothing but a, a straggler. <laughs> Lays about, needs to pull himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> Our content will never cry in the middle of the night, keep you up at night. Never. <laughs> when have we ever? In fact, we'll shut up at any time you pause us. <laughs> it's just that easy. It's just that simple. <laughs> So, so think about your kid, and then think about us, and think about who you really want to support. Take a long, hard look at your kid. <laughs> think about it. And then look at us. Then look at your kid. Then look back at us. We've got tickets to that concert that you wanted to go to. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that about does it. So until next time for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm the rap critic, living the fast life with fast cars. Everywhere we go, people know who we are. A team from out of Queens with the American dream. So we're plotting on a scheme to get the seven-figure cream. Yeah, I figured that was, like, appropriate because the rapper's name is Polo G. And there's, there's an 90s group called Cool G Rap and DJ Polo. And I just couldn't help. I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that <laughs> the, the, the Polo and G is, like, in those th- that person's name. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just kept hitting me this whole time where I'm just like, he's not related to them in any way. But I keep thinking about it just because of those specific words. Well, word and letter. <laughs>